Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. What a weekend of football. Good college games, good pro games. Uh, you got to have your quarterback, right? I mean, it's a quarterback-driven league, and that's just the way it is in the NFL. The Packers are staying along with one loss. Aaron Rodgers misses a game, they lose. Aaron Rodgers comes back, they win. Period. End of story. Russell Wilson, you know, he had the finger surgery. He'd been out for a while. Seahawks on the road in the bad weather in Green Bay. And, you know, they're not clicking. They, they got no mojo, and they get shut out. I guess I'm, I'm always surprised when there's a shutout in the NFL, but I'm not surprised Seattle lost. And that uh, with Wilson coming back, it wasn't like it was a great team having a great year. And miss your quarterback for that long and not be clicking. I get it. Arizona has been clicking. Everything's been growing, going great. But without Kyler Murray, uh, they, they got beat pretty bad. They, they got beat. I mean, they didn't get beat Atlanta Falcons bad. But they could be pretty bad. But I, I, it's hard to get worked up about Arizona losing that game without Murray. It's a little bit like Green Bay losing the last game without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you don't have your guy, you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. So, in my mind, those are still the two best teams in football based on the results we've seen on the field. The Titans are 8-2, and two, and I'm impressed. They stop a two-point conversion to win this week. They got a couple of interceptions, a pick six, and a first and goal off the other one and found a way to beat the Rams. I'm impressed with Tennessee. I can't believe they're going to win it all without Derrick Henry. That, that seems surprising to me. Now, the Rams, who really laid an egg against Tennessee, can bounce back, beat the Niners, get to 8-2. That's the Monday Night Football game tonight. We'll spend more time on the NFL coming up uh, later in the show. And there was good college football around the country, too. Baylor beating Oklahoma. Uh, Let's just label Baylor a hard place to play. How about that? They got a good team. Uh, They got a... They they got quality wins. They beat BYU at home. They beat Oklahoma at home. That's two fifteen teams, two top fifteen teams that have come in there and been beaten. Now Oklahoma was top ten before the loss, but they're not after the loss. So great wins for Baylor there. Uh, let's get to the local college football. This is the weirdest thing. Utah State, and we will talk with Blake Anderson later this morning. They played five road games. In every single game, they've gotten down by double digits. They've been down 10, sometimes down 13, 14, whatever it is. But double digits in all five games, and they've come back to win every game. Who does that? You can't make this up if you wrote it in a book or in a movie script or something. Nobody would believe it. And yet the Aggies have done it. And so now they play Wyoming and New Mexico. Wyoming at home, on the road at New Mexico. Wyoming's 5-5, five and five, New Mexico's 3-7. and seven. If the Aggies win those two games, they're going to the Mountain West Conference title game. I think that trip to San Jose was the hardest game left on the, on the schedule. And after falling behind 14-0, they outscored San Jose State 48-3. I watched San Diego State struggle with San Jose State and San Jose and finally win in overtime. That was an epic performance. Very impressive from the Aggies. Here's their quarterback, Logan Bonner, after the win. Logan, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? <clears throat> how you how you holding up, man? You're taking some nasty <laughs> shots out there. You feeling all right? I'm okay. We got the win. That's all that matters. <clears throat> you, you take it a, another couple of big hits, including the one that uh, sent you into the tent. And uh, what, what is it about you that says, I got to step, step back out on the field again and just keep going? I mean, I was raised. Um, I was raised to to play until you can't go anymore, and that's just how I've always been. I mean, I've been playing this game since I was three years old, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And I uh, I wouldn't want to be on any other team. And I feel like that I'm gonna give it all I got until I can't. <clears throat> 
Down 14 nothing again, and I know everybody's going to ask you this, but you're down, and again, no no panic, no worries mm-hmm. whatsoever. What was the message over on the sideline in terms of trying to make sure that you got things righted and, and, and uh, getting back on track offensively? It's weird to say this, but it really wasn't a message. Um, we just went out there and did our job. Um, we've been here before. Um, we don't like being that, uh, in that situation, but nobody panicked. Um, there's no special message to give to the team. We know what we have to do, and we know how explosive we can be. Um, I put us in a really bad posi- uh, position, and defense uh, played lights out tonight. Um, I can't fumble, and I can't throw that pick. So um, without that, I mean, what, what do they have, like under 30 yards rushing or something like that? It's, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah, 12 yeah. yards rushing and 150 yards total tonight. So you're yeah, right, the defense well, played lights played. out. But I thought you guys – oh, go ahead. No, you're good. No, I was just saying that they played lights out and they gave us opportunities to get the ball back. And we, there was no special message. We just did our job and, and be explosive like we can be. And um, it turned out to be okay. Yeah, I thought uh, after that uh, first quarter, I thought your guys mm-hmm. up front did a terrific job of kind of dominating the line of scrimmage. They got some penetration early, but not as much as you wore that game along. Yeah, we knew coming in that was uh, going to be a great defensive front, um, one of the best we've played all year. Um, and they're they're violent and they're quick and they're twitchy, and uh, we knew it was going to be a huge challenge. Um, the guys played great tonight. They played unbelievable in certain situations where we had to – had the pocket and stand in there and make big throws. So um, I think the guys played great and all everybody played uh, lights out. <clears throat> Logan Bonner joining us here on the Aggie post game show and uh, that offensive line I think uh, really played uh, really well, especially after the first quarter. And as you mentioned, you heard all week long about how good that defensive line was. Uh, they were talking a lot out there, you could tell. And and, uh, and, and I think they kind of took it personal after that first quarter. And, and to exert their will and to, and to dominate the way they did, I mean, you got to take a lot from this. I mean, a lot of props to those guys up front for what they did tonight. Oh, absolutely. We took it personal. Um, I mean, really, the whole team took this personal. Um, this uh, this coming in this game, we've been an underdog pretty much in every game we played. Um, we still get no respect, which is fine. Um, we live there. That's that's cool with us. We took, all took it personal, and we knew we had. To, if you want to have a shot at being a champion, you got to beat the champ. So we came in here, we took it personal, and it was a big statement win for us. Yeah, I think what happened is uh, after they tagged you late out there, they, the offensive line said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no more." And uh, we didn't talk about Cade Hall or Fajoko after that. Uh, talk about your confidence level in going to DT. We talked about it with Coach. And, you know, you had a third and two. And you, you probably could have checked it down to Carson Terrell in the flat. But you saw DT mm-hmm. break him wide open and, and laid it out there for him. What, what is it that gives you such confidence in that guy? Uh, he's unbelievable. We talk about him every week. Um, he makes plays. He's unbelievable ball skills. Um, some of the best ball skills I've ever seen when the ball's in the air. Um, and I could have checked it down, but I saw I saw him running down the sidelines, and he put his hand up. So I said, "All right, let's go." And I have complete tr- uh, trust in all the guys, but definitely him. Um, so I let it fly, and he does all the, he does all the work, and he makes me look good. Hey, I got to ask you, and you got to be honest on this: Were you going to Derek mm-hmm. Wright when Brandon Bowling snagged it? Absolutely for the touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> we thought so. Yeah, no, I missed, I missed Brandon on a touchdown earlier in the game, and he said that was payback, which I was that was fine. I really don't care who catches it, but uh, he's like Derek. Yeah, no. Derek's already got two. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what he said. But no, nah, he they were they were pretty even, um, and so 
I honestly, I mean, I saw both of them, but I was trying to go to Derek. But, uh, but uh, no, Brandon made a great catch, and he, he was making fun of me for it, but he did a good job. Well, there was another time, and, you know, sometimes you guys bark at officials a little bit. The most mad I saw you at the official tonight was when they blew the play dead after they on the offsides call and let, oh, yeah. instead of letting yeah. you get the free play. Oh, yeah, we had man coverage, uh, zero, zero bracket coverage. Uh, and they just let me play it. I'm throwing a touchdown to D. Wright down the sidelines. And the ref, he's refed a couple games this year. And he was looking, he, I was yelling at him, and he started smiling. I was like, bro, c- come on, you got to let me have that one. But, uh, no, nah, it was good. <laughs> it was a good time. Well, hey, man, congratulations. Uh, get ready for a big one against Wyoming, and uh, keep it rolling, all right? Absolutely. There's Utah State quarterback Logan Bonner. Now, we'll take a break. When we come back, you'll hear from their head coach, Blake Anderson. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. A couple coaches got good wins this week in college football. Blake Anderson at Utah State on the road to San Jose State. And then Kyle Whittingham, an ugly win. But, man, in November, they're all good. He wins at Arizona. You're going to hear from both coaches in this segment. We are going to start first with the Aggies head coach, Blake Anderson. Down double digits. Again, they come back and win again. That makes them 5 for 5 on the road. Down by double digits five times, rallying to win all five times, and really putting it on San Jose State. Here's Blake Anderson after the game. They could just go ahead and just start the game at 14 nothing, and, uh, it and would, just start it. It would save some drama, wouldn't it? Right out of the gate, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about us, but... You, just... you've, been, you've, been, you've been doing this for a minute. Have you ever seen a season like this before? Nope. Nope. I've never seen a team that could find a way to get down so quickly, and but then honestly, just never panic, just keep playing, and I guess it was what forty-eight to three from that point on. That's yeah. about as about as uh, one-sided of a game as you can get. From I think we gave up one hundred and fifty yards of total offense for the night. So pretty yes, sir. Pretty dominating performance by the defense and the offense. Obviously, did what they needed to as well, getting the ball in the end zone. You think this was uh, perhaps from that second quarter on your most complete game? Yeah, I think so. And really, we were playing good there early. I mean, we we obviously. Logan liked to have that pass back and then the the fumble short field. I mean, we, we knew they were really good up front and they were going to give us some issues and uh, on the edges, and, and that's where those those came from. But uh, I would say from really from the opening tip to the end, we were ready to play. Um, plans were good in all three phases, and with the exception of just those two mistakes, really, we played, we played lights out in, in, in all three areas all night long. So third and two, and uh, it looks like as Logan's rolling out, he's got Carson Terrell wide open. But instead, and, and this is the beauty of having DT, I guess, you can check down to a 52-yard pass play to Devin Tompkins. <laughs> and uh, that was really, I mean, after that, your offense never really slowed down the rest of the game. And, and it's, 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 this is why I love the game of football so much. Just one or two individual plays can turn a game around just like that. Yeah, you know, he obviously had multiple options. We we were probably going to go for it on fourth down, as it was anyway, uh, to be truthful. And and I think it just it gave him some freedom to to put that ball in the air right there. And and obviously, tons of tons of confidence in number thirteen. If the ball is anywhere close to him, he's going to find a way to come down with it, as he did again tonight. You know, Coach, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to Quasi and, uh, you know, get an offensive lineman for the first time this year is uh, after that first quarter, we didn't call Cade Hall or Fajoko their name quite nearly as much 
seemed like those guys started to control the line of scrimmage as you got into the second quarter. Yeah, I felt like, you know, they, they're really, really hot out of the gate. But as we were able to extend some drives and, and get some first downs, clearly they fatigued a little bit. We, we thought that might be the case. And it was a big challenge on our O-line to, to be able to handle that front. We, we were honest with them all week. It's, it's going to be a huge dogfight. They're going to make their plays. Don't panic. We just, we just have to minimize the effectiveness of what they do up front. And as the game continued, that, that our conditioning would take over. And, and as it, it honestly did, as you watched, runs got better. We protected better, had more time. Everything just kind of worked together. We just, had to, we just had to find a way early to manage the game and, and not put ourselves in too big a hole. And luckily, 14 nothing wasn't, wasn't too uh, big of a hole for us. But he really got the sense, and you mentioned it in the pregame show, that, that you really felt like your team respected this opponent. They knew how difficult this was going to be. They were fired up. And you got it sounds like you had the sense all week that this team knew that this was – they needed to play a really special type of game to win this game, and, and man, they sure did it. Yeah. No, there tons of respect. I mean, you, you got to beat the champion to be the champion. And, and yeah. regardless of their record, they got a trophy right – you know, probably – 10 feet away from here that says they won it last year and until you until you go through them then you haven't earned it this was the first step of finishing this thing off but our kids clearly know what's what's at stake and you had to go on the road and beat a really really good team and, and i felt like everybody obviously expected this game to be a lot closer than it was our kids took that challenge came in as an underdog i think that frustrated them a little bit that that uh, even with what we've done to this point people still don't obviously uh truly believe that that we're capable of doing this and and they went out and i I wanted to leave no doubt that that we're here we're here because of a lot of hard work and a lot of guys that believe and uh, so it was a huge step for us and a big 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 win for us hey coach uh two weeks ago against hawaii do you remember what their rushing totals were i think it was like for 12 yards guess what it was yeah they had yeah some for some i like that 12 number i'm good i'm good if if that's all we give up is 12 same exact stat line 22 carries for 12 yards you've only given up 73 yards rushing in the last three games combined what what's happening up front on that front set perhaps your front seven needs to be talked about like colorado state boise (laughs) and these guys you know we look different than a lot of people i think we're using quickness and speed and really just effort and and kind of a blue collar physical mentality Uh, i think they felt underappreciated coming into the season really people nobody really said a whole lot about us hasn't really haven't really said a whole lot about us all year i think it's kind of galvanized the group and, and rallied them a little bit coach band and the staff have done a phenomenal job of putting guys in position to make plays thought we dialed up the scheme and the game plan to really attack what they do specifically and and just had a beat on them we, we just had a really good beat of what we were going to see and how they were going to try to attack us and our guys our guys executed better than they did but I think it starts with just the energy and, and effort that this group is willing to play with. We talked about a relentless pace of making them uncomfortable, moving the quarterback, stoning the run, you know, and, and that's exactly what they did all night long. Um, the uh, you, you played, and, and they were working in both quarterbacks in that first half, and those are two very, very different quarterbacks, and you adjusted nicely. I mean, shout out to Coach Bonda. You mentioned – you wanted uh, you wanted to see a bunch of different looks out there. You got it. Your guys were relentless, and uh, I thought that was a hell of a game plan by him. Yeah, no doubt. The whole staff, defense staff, and honestly, really offensive staff, great game plan on their side too, considering the front we were up against. 
But if, in terms of just what the defense did with the skill set that that offense has, the ability for Starkle to throw it, Nash can absolutely run. An NFL caliber tight end. I think they've got four or five seniors up on the offensive line yeah. to to be able to frustrate them and really set the tempo all night. Yeah, give our defense and the defensive staff an amazing amount of credit to be able to get that done because this they've moved the ball on everybody. They just didn't move it on us. Yeah. You know, I thought your quarterback showed a lot of toughness out there tonight because he took some big-time hits, including the one that uh, had the penalty that looked a little little late and a little high, and uh, then he comes right back in and, and, and just slings it like a dang old gunslinger again. Four more touchdowns tonight. Well, he is one tough dude from Dallas, Texas. I've been watching it since he was 17, and uh, what he's doing really – honestly doesn't surprise me it's what i expected it's why we we brought him here it's why i recruited him in the first place he just uh, continues to get better and better uh, he's not without mistake there's ones he wants back but toughness has never been in question our kids respect him um you just know that he's always going to find a way to get up off the turf he ran the ball when we absolutely needed to tonight moved the chains and honestly with the exception of the the interception that got away from him earlier played pretty flawless the rest of the night and and you know, did what we needed him to do to, to finish these guys off. So you got Wyoming next week coming in. And uh, last home game, a, a senior day, uh, obviously a ton to play for uh, continuing down the stretch here. Uh, what's the message to the guys as you exit the locker room tonight? You know, it was we, we celebrated for about five minutes, and then we were done with it. It's time to move forward, and, and, and we'll celebrate when the job's done. You know, it's kind of Kobe Bryant mentality. Job's not finished. Uh, we, we need to keep continue. We need to continue to control our destiny by playing better ball each week. Build off of that. Wyoming's going to look way different than what we just saw. Going to be a completely different animal. And uh, rest up, enjoy it, and, and get back to work. We'll uh, we'll celebrate when the job's done. Coach, let's go hop on a plane and go home. All right. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm ready to go home. Yeah, you and me <laughs> both, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, coach. Thanks, guys. There's Utah State football coach Blake Anderson. Now. 48-17, that's a great win. You can feel great about that. And San Jose State comes in at 5-5 five and five. now. They're 5-6. and six. They're going to have to beat Fresno, their rival, at home to be uh, bowl eligible. The Utes, meanwhile, go to Arizona, who's nowhere near being bowl eligible, who just ended a 20-game losing streak by beating a team that was missing half of its team, including their starting quarterback. And it eked out a 10-3 win over Cal. So I thought the Utes were going to win big. PK thought the Utes were going to win big. I think most of you thought the Utes were going to win big. Now, they won by nine, not by two. I know. See what I did there? But really, I didn't do it. The Utes did it. They were up two. They drove the length of the field. They won by nine. It was a great drive. It's, uh, you know, the offense needed to come through. There was, there, was, uh, there was some nervousness, man. There were some queasy, queasy legs, some people knocking. These people were worried. Those knees were knocking. They were scared. This couldn't be happening. They had a punt blocked again. It's a sign. There's some stat out there, and I'm sure Kyle will quote it later today, about how you have a punt blocked, you lose like 85 or 90% of the time. And they not only had a block, they had a block for a touchdown. They made it a two-point game. Now they stopped the two-point conversion, so that was obviously huge. But there were still 10 minutes left, and they took eight and a half minutes to go down the field and score a touchdown and ice the game. Great drive. Great drive. I thought the offense, especially without Tavian Thomas, I think the only argument is, do they get an A or an A+. plus? They didn't turn the ball over. They scored touchdowns in the red zone. They got five of them. They settled for one field goal. 
38 points, that's got to be a winning number. Now, because the defense, I thought the defense wasn't as bad as everybody thought. They were terrible, terrible on the first two possessions. After that, they gave up three field goals in three quarters. I, I thought they were fine after that. Horrible first quarter. Horrible start to the game. But I thought they were fine after that. And one of the field goals was a 57-yarder. The block punt was obviously a huge play. So, here's Kyle Whittingham after the game, after he, as he says, wins ugly. Okay. First of all, a lot of credit to the University of Arizona. That's a hard-playing team. They got athletes. Uh, they had a nice scheme coming in. Particularly on offense, did a nice job with the Wildcat uh, package they had and did a nice job taking care of the ball. We weren't able to generate any takeaways. Of course, we didn't have any of our own, so it was a clean game in that respect, but uh, that's what you call winning ugly. you got to do that once in a while, and uh, if you're a good team, you'll do that. You'll, you'll win the ugly ones, and so it was uh, good to see our guys hang in there, uh, finish the game when it needed to be finished. Um, defensively, thought we started thought we started out sluggish, too soft in the run game early on. Uh, stiffened up as the as the game wore on. Uh, had some timely sacks there in the in the second half. Uh, far too many penalties. We've been outstanding in penalty department this year. In fact, best in the league. And today, uh, 85 yards in penalties and, and a lot of key ones that negated some big plays on offense and that extended drives for them. Uh, so we got to clean that up. We got we got to be better, and, and we have been all season long up until. Uh, this afternoon. Uh, very proud of the way the running backs came in. We were minus uh, our big guy, Tavion, and uh, TJ Pledger, Makai Bernard, Chris Curry came in and did a fine job. Cam played well. Uh, had a few drops that we haven't had in several weeks, so that's got to get cleaned up. Uh, we've done uh, several weeks with uh, catching the ball much cleaner than what we did today. Um, defensively, uh, like I said, we we stiffened as the game went on. Uh, it was disappointing to get you know, third and 19. You let them off the hook and, and some other things that we really uh, weren't happy with. But the bottom line is, we got another win. Uh, we've got two games to go. Uh, the only thing we're thinking about is the next one. Obviously, uh, Oregon coming to town. We're done with the road games, uh, at least in uh, regular season play. And uh, enjoy this until uh, tomorrow. Then we'll get right back on the. Uh, on to the next opponent. So, questions? Now, speaking to those penalties, I mean, what would you say about maybe some of those calls that yeah, I never complain about refs. I'm not going to start now. Um, like I said, we just got to clean things up. You know, I guess, I guess uh, each play that was called, I guess, could have been called. And uh, I'm not going to say that they missed the calls. We just got to be smarter. Um, and like I said, all season long, all season long, we've been very good in that department. But today, the wheels kind of came off with it. With, with, the, with Tavion out, I mean, what's that a snowbird hat? It is a snowbird. There you go. <laughs> that gets my juices full. Yeah. You can think about that in a little bit. Yeah, you don't, right. you don't PK. <laughs> is your fly open? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been feeling lousy the last few weeks. So anyway, go ahead. With the running backs, obviously with Tavion out, I mean, how did you how did you think overall, big picture, that your running backs did against maybe what Arizona did defensively with that run game? With their run defense? That's what I mean. I, I think 
we did a pretty good job. I think TJ was over 100. Uh, yeah, he was 119 yards. He was the lead back tonight, uh, and that uh, comes out to dang darn near five yards of carry. Makai added some yards, uh, and Makai added some big yards in the throw game. You know, he's, he's an exceptional receiver out of the backfield. Uh, Cam didn't get his usual production, but uh, you know we came away with uh, 468 yards, and and that's a pretty balanced attack when it's uh, 294 and and 174. So I think our balance was pretty good. Spread the ball around. Uh, probably didn't you? know, If I had one thing, when you go back and look. We probably need to incorporate the tight ends more. We've done that all year long tonight or today. We didn't quite get as many opportunities to the tight ends as we probably needed to. But uh, overall, a good good job by the offense. Uh, we always try to get 60 uh, between first downs and points. If we can get that, we win about 99% of the time. And and uh, we had uh, we were over that number today. So are the special teams problems that have been going on? Is that something that can get? Yeah, it actually, it was a it was a simple uh, protection error by one of our best players, and uh, it's not hard. Uh, but obviously, we as coaches got to do a better job coaching it because it's happened a couple times now, and and uh, more than a couple times. And so that's on us as coaches. Starts with me, and we got to make sure we get. Uh, what we need communicated to to the guys on the punt team because the ball was out in 196. You know, we we take the times and everything as they're happening throughout the course of the game. And 196 should not get blocked. Should not get blocked unless there's a protection error, which, which is what we had. It came through our left B gap, and it's a simple fix. But it was a huge play in the game. It was a huge play in the game. Didn't end up costing us the game, obviously, but could have. What about the way Cam played on that final drive? He seemed to be very in control of what we're going yeah, on. Cam is in control. He's a, he's a guy that, that uh, has a great deal of confidence. He is a student of the game. He's a football junkie. He watches film ad nauseum. He watches games on TV. You know, he's the kind of guy that you want playing quarterback, the, the guy that understands the game and gets it. Lost in all that, you tied Ike Armstrong's record for all-time winning. What, what, what do you have to say about that? Oh, nothing much other than I've been fortunate to have so many great players come through here because that's a you know that's that, that's a product of when I took over till right now all the talent that's come through here all the outstanding assistant coaches and uh, so I'm just proud to be a part of it but that's a that's a team goal in my opinion not a team goal but a team uh, statistic I've heard a lot of coaches say that you know 10 to 12 years in the school is an eternity, and after a while, you're out, you're welcome. But you've obviously no lasted doubt. longer than that. How have you I've done blocked that? the trend. I don't know. They say every year that goes by, 10% more of the people hate you uh, in your fan base. And so I'm, I don't think there's anyone left that likes me, possibly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. What was that? I used to. Used to. Okay. <laughs> I've been blessed. I, I have uh, nothing but uh, gratitude for my time at the U. And. Yeah, what can I say? It's just been a you know a lot longer than I ever thought it would be. I can tell you that when I took over, I thought, yeah, three or four years, and you know, try something else. But uh, obviously, I was way off on that. How, how much though? Excuse me, Josh. How much of that tenure, though, being here all this time, do you think has contributed to the stability of the program? Because you look at a program like Arizona, they've had five coaches since you've been in the Pac-12. Well, I think continuity and and. Uh, a stable coaching environment as long as uh, you know the coaches are doing their job is a is a healthy thing and a positive thing and and uh, you can see it in the NFL at times too uh, you know Steelers stuck with Tomlinson through good and bad and he's, he's had you know when you look at his whole body of work and so I think that uh, you know it, it's important for a program if you can get that now sometimes you got to make a change but uh, if you have stability in the coaching staff and, and continuity I think that certainly helps your chances to win it, it helps you to 
uh, have a better chance to uh, to be successful. Kyle, I don't know if you can brief on anything, but is there some concern that there are some injuries coming out of this game? Nick? There could be. There could be. You know, we will assess that tomorrow. Uh, as of right now, there's probably three or four guys that we don't know enough about, but that it could be something uh, serious, but we'll find out tomorrow. Kyle, yeah. uh, Junior Tafuna and Cole Bishop led the defense in tackles. What does that say about the depth of this defense? Yeah, two freshmen, two true freshmen. And uh, we've got uh, so many of those guys, those guys I've said a lot of, during the course of the season quite a few times how many freshmen are contributing on defense. I mean, it's uh, it's never now, obviously, the COVID stall or, or reset, whatever you want to call it, uh, contributed to that. But, but never in my time here have we had anywhere near the number of fresh and freshmen uh, making major contributions like they're doing now. And that, I think the future of the defense is very good. I mean, they, they got a lot of good young players. All right, there's Utah football coach Kyle Winningham. When we come back to Jazz, they get beat again. They've lost four of their last five. It was a bad week. they got to turn this around. They've dropped from first in the West to sixth. Yeah, I'm looking at the standings before Thanksgiving. Sue me. It's what I do. So I got where I am. I can't help me. All right, Jazz, coming up next. Stay with us. Good morning. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz lose again. The Miami Heat beat them twice in one week. That's supposed to be hard to do. But when Miami was up by 20, 24, 26, it didn't look hard. Now, the Jazz did get it down to four, but they never had the ball with a chance to tie the game. They never got any closer than four. So, yeah, they rallied, but eh, I have a hard time getting worked up about that. They got to play better. And as you are about to hear, a couple of players are finally acknowledging that. And we're going to start with Donovan Mitchell, who used the word embarrassing. If I'm a Jazz fan, I want him to use the word embarrassing. They've lost four out of five, two of them at home. It shouldn't have happened. I think they're talented. I think they're way better than this. But you are what your record says you are. And the record says you're one and four in the last five. You started seven and one, but now you're you're struggling. You're eight and five. You're only a half game in front of the Lakers. And we've been laughing at the Lakers. Here's Donovan Mitchell after the game. We're not rebounding. We're not, you know, we're not guarding as well as we can for a full 48 minutes. Um, can't say we've yet to put full 48 minutes of solid def- defense, you know. And, you know, obviously with us missing shots, we're going to have to excuse me, uh, turn our defense up even more. And um, we just haven't. And that that's... That's been an issue. We got to, especially at home, like we got to, we got to protect home court. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll figure it out. Right. It's like, where the hell was that? <laughs> you know, and that was on all of us. Where was, I missed the blockout, two blockouts in the first half. There's certain possessions on offense you miss. And it's like, where was that? You know, we can't be a team that gets down to, to lock in. We can't do that, you know, and I think we've, we've gotten to that point, you know, a few times and, you know, we gotta, we gotta come out ready, you know, especially in a team like this, you know, they, they compete, they threw different looks at us offensively. They threw a bunch of different things and credit to them, but, you know, we gotta, from the jump, be ready to lock in. We gotta be ready to, to do what we do. And I can't say we have done that, you know, and, you know, I think that's, it's a reflection of us was it losing three out of five, four out of five, something like that. So, um, we got two days. We'll be better. Um, we'll look at the film from the past two games and, and address it. Um, it's just defense. You know, offense is what it is. You know, we'll take care of it. We'll make shots. And you see what happens when we make shots and guard. You know what I mean? We come back from 19-point deficit twice against the Heat, you know, who's a great defensive team. And, you know, so 
we'll fix it. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go concerning. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're out here like panicking or anything like that. I think it's upsetting. I think that'll be the word I'd use. It's upsetting because we, we know each other. We know what we're doing and it's just time for us to go out there and do it. There's no really ain't got much else to say for y'all for that. It's just, we got to go out there and do it and take it upon ourselves. When we went ahead and did it, you know, we came back from night. 19 in Miami. We came back from 19 at night. You know, we kind of came back against Indiana. We just got to go out there and do it. And at some point, you know, it, it's going to get bad. It gets bad enough where you, you, it's embarrassing, you know, and I think that 30 point loss, we, you know, we, we showed fight, you know I mean? We showed character, we showed who we are and that's never going to doubt that, you know, but being down almost 30, it's like, all right, like, you know, it's time. And I think we, we got to that point and like I said, we'll be better, but thankfully we're 13 games in. This isn't January, February, or March. We're having this problem. So let's do it. I think it's a lot of different things. You know, I, I it's easy to, to point out the defensive mishaps, but like it's, 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 it's you know, when you're not making shots, we always talk about this. When you're not making shots. It, it definitely, we can't let it affect our defense, but when you're not making shots at the, you know, and that it, it's, we're still what the number one offense in the league, but it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel good. You know, and I think we got to understand that we have to still win games when it doesn't feel good, you know, and I think we haven't been able to do that consistently. We've done it. You know, Milwaukee was Milwaukee was one Atlanta was when we had a terrible first half shooting and then come out, you know, score 77 in the second half. So we've done it. It's just a matter of being able to do it, you know, on a nightly basis. And like I said, we, we went out here tonight. We didn't shoot well and come back from a 19-point lead. Just continuing to 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 just fight and compete and understand that, you know, the shots will fall, the offense will fall. We'll figure that stuff out, but we got to continue to compete on defense every night, you know, and um, yeah. Mike was talking about, we asked him about having like 13 combined shots for the last two games, and he mentioned that he's trying to be a little bit more of a facilitator because the ball defense is taking a little bit. Where do you guys kind of find that balance between, you know, ball movement, getting Mike a little more involved, things like that? Um, he is one of the most unselfish people I've I've met. You know, he's, he's, he's everything you've heard, and I've heard nothing but good things about Mike Conley. So, he's trying his best to make sure we're all kind of, and it's like I said, when you're not making shots, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, trying to figure things out. Like I, I feel like if shots, certain shots fall, we necessarily don't feel a certain way. Uh, but he's taking that upon himself. And, you know, I respect that about him, you know, to go out there and do you see tonight with the eight assist. Um, but, you know, at the same token, I tell him like you, you shoot, you know, shoot the ball. And it's not a problem. You know, it's not one thing where it's like, my, I'm like, man, Mike's not shooting. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? I, he's, he's trying to, you know, like do something that that helps the team he's trying to be he's trying to help us being unselfish and you know um you know we 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 all got to do a better job you know we can't rely on just mike to go ahead and, and do it you know because that's a lot of pressure on him and then he has to go out and guard these guys and every night and you know so we got to make it easier on him as a whole you know myself joe jc giving them options being able to get set up shots and you know but like i said i got major respect for mike because you know, he's, he's just so unselfish, you know, and I, I, I love that about him. We all do. And he's able to find a ways in 27 minutes, he has eight assists, you know, like that's, that's impressive. And I'm going to find ways to continue to integrate it. Like I said, we got two days, you know, we'll go back and, you know, look things, look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, all right, let's come back. We're ready for uh, Philly. How tough does it make it for the defense? It's too like Miami. They run, you know, three, four, five, six actions in the half court and you're defending that late into the shot clock. Um, <clears throat> 
that it, it's tough, you know, and especially, you know, when you got Jimmy out, you know, you, you, you know, Kyle, you know, Tyler, but you never know who's coming. They got so many lethal weapons out there and, you know, they ran one play where they had three guys on the elbow and they just ran split action. And you have Bam who could pass, pass his ass off, you know, at the, at the elbow. Um, it's all about communication, being able to defend. But like I said, no matter how, no matter how locked in you are after a while, you garden and garden and garden and get up a shot late clock or on top of that, not rebounding, you know, I think that that's what hurts even more. Like, you know, we'll, we'll continue to guard, we'll continue to fight, but when you give up an offensive rebound out of that, now it's like, damn, you know, and it's deflating. And then when you miss a shot, then it's like, damn, you know what I mean? So it's a compounded thing. So, um, you know, being able to guard a team like that late all the way into the late clock is, is one thing, being able to play 24 seconds of good defense, but we got to come up with the rebound. We got to get these hits. We got to go ahead and get these hits because then we can run and we can beat them down the floor because they're doing so many things in the paint. They're doing so many different things. So um, it's going to make it easier on ourselves on the glass, and that'll take care of a lot of those long lessons that we're guarding. All right, I thought Donovan Mitchell was good. He said some good things there, but I thought Mike Conley was really succinct and to the point. They've got to get the right mindset. They've got to do it quickly. They don't have it. Here's Mike Conley. They're a tough matchup in a lot of ways. I think uh, when you can give a, give a ball to a guy like Bam who can um, play make from an elbow or from a post, um, similar to Golden State, the way they play through Draymond sometimes, yeah, you can guard for 20, 21, 22 seconds of a, a shot clock and and just miscommunication or um, relax for a second. And uh, they're they're good cutters. They're, they're you know they cut with force and good passers and you know they get attempts at the rim and and that can be a little little bit deflating when you you know when you're trying to play and take away so many different options and and they find a way to score you guys have also been known for a lot of actions um what's been kind of preventing you from getting to that level this season well, I, I think it's obvious. A lot of teams are switching a lot of our actions. Um, they're trying to switch one through five just to keep the ball in the perimeter. Uh, so it's forcing us to have to try to break it down um, with our guards, try to get to the paint um, that way, as opposed to, you know, our actions and the way that we normally can scheme certain things. But, um, you know, we, we're learning through it. We're trying to adjust through it. But, you know, it's, it's good. It's happening early. It gives us a whole season to, to work on it. But, you know, we're going to see more and more of it. And uh, we gotta get better at it. That big shots against Pacers seven times, right? I'm curious, you know, what uh, what are teams taking away from you and going forward? Um, you know, really, is I'm trying to get the ball moving a lot. You know, a lot of the time, um, I know our team can get a little stagnant uh, from that switching. So I feel like anytime I get in the paint, I can make a play, and uh, I will make the right read. Uh, most of the time. And if it's for me to shoot, I'll shoot. If it's not, I'm going to get a guy open. And that's just what's been happening the last, you know, couple of nights. So um, there'll be other nights where I, I get looks and, and I'll be able to make, you know, make them pay on that end. But right now they're, they're trying to take away the three and, um, you know, allow me to play in the paint a little bit more and, and just trying to find guys and, um, and keep that ball moving. The level of attention and urgency have been a little too, depending on what the score is at the time. How do you guys go about kind of fixing that? Yeah, um, it's a mindset that we have to we have to find. Right now, we haven't had it um, last week or so, where the sense of urgency is there from the beginning. Not when we're down twenty. Not when things are um, not looking good. So, uh, if it's you know, a game like this doesn't wake us up, you know, any more than, you know, the other nights where we've lost in Indiana or Orlando, then, then I don't know what will, you know. So 
Um, I know that we're going to, we're going to get back to work. We're going to lock, lock back in and, and, you know, do our best to, to, you know, put forth the effort that we, we should be putting forth and, and not, not taking these games for granted. Two games in a row where opponents have particularly hurt you guys early by their offensive rebounding. What can you guys do differently there? Um, offensive rebounding, I mean, that comes down to you got to want to do it. You got to want to, to, you know, find a guy and box him out. You know, we've all been guilty of, of leaving a man and, and watching the ball in flight, you know, not looking, searching out a guy to go box him out. And, and that's just a mindset that we have to, to continue to, to, you know, to push forward. You know, each individual guy has to take accountability and knowing that I got to hit somebody before, you know, this ball hits the rim. And um, we can't rely on Rudy. They're sending two guys on him and they're crashing from all different sides of the court. So um, it's something that we definitely have to work on. All right, there is Mike Conley. Here's the head coach, Quinn Snyder. Loose balls, you know, rebounds, offensive rebounds. I think they had nine offensive rebounds. They zoned for a couple minutes. You know, I thought we didn't react to that for a couple possessions, but then we got, you know, we got what we wanted out of the zone. We just... I think we missed some some clean looks, but really, you know, the the as much as anything, the, the third quarter, uh, you know, they there was multiple actions, and you know we have to be able to defend through, you know, a longer possession with those multiple actions, and that requires you know more concentration, more communication, and more determination, and those are the things that that you know we have to have to. To, to play the defense on the level that, that we need to. And, we, you know, we obviously got that late. And getting those stops, again, you know, it's reflected in the score offensively too because we're able to play in, in space. So the follow-up to that, where do you feel like the defense is kind of bad overall right now just because there's been kind of a constant Yeah, it hasn't, you know, we haven't been inconsistent as much as anything. You know, it's you have, we've had quarters where, you know, we've, we've been really good and I mean, we had quarters where we've been really bad and, you know, we need to just take our level up and our consistency of focus, you know, on that end where, you know, it's defense is five guys and, um, you know, if any one guy's got a breakdown or, you know, gets beat back door or doesn't play a screen a certain way, goes over or under instead of over, or, you know, there's all kinds of things throughout the possession. And, you know, Miami, you know, they gave you plenty of opportunities to have those breakdowns because of the, the force that they played with in half court with a lot of their handoffs. Um, if you're not up high enough, Duncan Robinson gets a shot off and, you know, he makes it. Um, so I think just making making things as far as the, the general state of our defense, you know, we need to get better is, is what it comes down to. So. Close starts to each of the first three quarters. Just make that play from behind regardless of how you close quarters. What does that change? Well, I think the the way we started slow with some of the mistakes offensively, some of the turnovers, and, you know, we're making the same, consistently making the same mistakes. And, you know, a lot of it at times, you know, involves, you know, making a simple play. And, um, you know, when that, you know, when that happens, it's very difficult to defend off turnovers. I've said that. And I think, 
you know, those plays are, you know, those plays hurt and it's harder to, to raise your level again uh, after you're taking the ball out of the net and someone's laying it in. So we, we have to be tougher mentally on that in those situations to, you know, be more precise with what we're doing offensively. We were just, you know, we were a step late or a little bit you know, lazy with the pass and um, against a team that, you know, is really active. Well, we, we have to have a greater awareness of what my job is, whether it's someone's you're in a rotation and you have to crack down on PJ Tucker. Or, um, we have, we have to be not only more forceful, but we have to be the aggressor in many situations essentially. And, you know, build more of a perimeter instead of being in a situation, but where the balls, you know, the um, fifty-fifty ball, you know that that we've done that before. That can be done, you know, just building that perimeter and you know a few of those balls. It's, it's okay to have the ball bounce a couple times and then and then pick it up because you've blocked out. Um, you know, and that just has to be something that that we're more committed to because it hurts us. I mean, I, I think that, you know, this is something, you know, as far as knowing yourself as a team, you know, to not have to have external, you know, being down, to have the score dictate your, your urgency. And, you know, even when we've had games this year where, you know, there's 17-point lead, suddenly is an 11-point lead going into halftime. And, and a team hits a couple buckets and you have a single digit game where, you know, up 17 needs to turn into up 20 going into half. And um, so our focus tends to, to wane um, depending on the score and that, that concentration and commitment to the things that we did to get ahead, you know, has to be sustained. I just don't think we've had sustained concentration, um, which, you know, against against teams in this league that you have those types of breakdowns on a given possession it, it, you know a lead that you work hard to build you know if it doesn't go away um, certainly gets reduced and then it you know gives the other team confidence and energy and emotion and um, and then it's that much harder to you know to build it back well, enough for you. well it, it, tonight you know we part of it is you know if we're throwing the ball ahead and we got an open shot, that's how we came back um, to the extent that, you know, people are really packing the paint at various times. You know, if we've got Don and getting to the rim, that's good offense. Um, you know, when people are, are switching pick and roll, it builds a perimeter and, um, you know, we have to move it and move it again. Um, but that requires like us to make quick decisions. And I think that's as much as anything, whether it's a quick decision to shoot or to drive it or to move it, um, you know, our, our reads have to come before we get the ball. And when we start doing a better job of that, I think the ball will move more. Um, you know, there's sometimes when we don't shoot it and look to move it and, you know, we're moving it for a lesser shot. So I, th I think there's a number of things that contribute to that. There's Quinn Snyder after the Jazz lose again to Miami. They have Philadelphia coming in Tuesday, and they have got to turn this around. We're going to take a break. More on the way in the 7 o'clock hour. Stay with us.